Welcome to Orphanimi. This is Saratoga Best. We were learning about Purim, and we were learning about whether we are safe with the laws of nature. I won't uh, give away the answer. That was part two of this series, but now we're into part three. So let's see where it takes us. Because Chazal say, You don't count on a miracle. Well, one second. Let's assume that we learned before in in some way that you can't really rely on the laws of nature. And certainly today we live in a world when once upon a time things were predictable and they aren't anymore. So that's a little bit of a taste of you can't rely on the laws of nature. They just, they're, they're not working for us very well anymore, the predictable laws of nature. So what should you rely on? Miracles? It says don't, Chazal say don't rely on a miracle. And the Torah says, And Hashem, your God, will bench you in everything that you do. Hmm. You mean you have to do stuff? Then even though, What is it that makes you wealthy? The bracha of Hashem. Bracha of Hashem, I think we, we, we talked about. You want to get in into the house, so you say, Hashem, please let me in the house. What gets you in the house? The bracha of Hashem. What does Hashem tell you to do? Put the key in the lock, turn the doorknob. Well, why? If the bracha of Hashem help, is what gets me in. That's the way he wants it. So the bracha of Hashem is what makes me wealthy or successful or get what I need. Let's call Ashiras here, you know, I'm wealth, wealthy. Let's even talk about the getting into the house. Wealthy in comfort. Let's say it's raining outside and it's freezing and person's soaked to the bone. Um, they're feeling poor. They may have a lot of money, but they're poor in comfort. So they want to be rich in comfort. So they ask Hashem to let them in the house. Or maybe, you know, the stories of old where a person was wandering in the middle of the night in a forest and it was raining and snowing and he was freezing and he didn't know long, how long he could continue. And all of a sudden he saw a little light in the distance and he went up gingerly to the door and he saw mezuzah on the door. And he, he knocked gingerly on the door and a very nice family entered the door and said, Vasmasa Yid, come in. Gave him food, shelter. It was amazing. Before that he was poor in comfort. And now he's rich in comfort. He's being taken care of. So even if you get in when it's bad weather to your own house, you're now rich in comfort. So when we say birchas Hashem hitashir, it's the bracha of Hashem that makes you wealthy, whether it's wealthy in money or in this case, we're saying wealthy in comfort. But, However, Chazal say, the bracha isn't going to work for you, so to speak, if you're just sitting and doing nothing. Okay. Ellen would tell us a lot of the You have to do something. You can't just sit and say, well, I need wealth, I need money, or I need shelter, or I need comfort. You have to do something for it. That's that system. That's that frequency. The frequency of Birchat Hashem Hitashir. And it says in Mishle. Yet, there are other frequencies. We have to know 
What am I doing when I knock on the door, turn the doorknob, go to work, um, build my business, any of that stuff? What is my job? I just have to make the vessel. So it turns out that all this work I'm doing, this ishtadlus, is not the reason why I have my wealth, or my food, or my shelter, or my parnasa, or my comfort. My, my turning the doorknob didn't get me in the house. My knocking on the door didn't get me that into that home where they fed me. My building my business, my fixing my website doesn't give me my parnasa. Then what? What am I doing it for then? Why should I fix my website? Because it's a keli for the brach of Hashem. The knock on the door, the doorknob, turning it the website, any of that. It's a keli, it's a vessel for the brach of Hashem. And with that vessel, in that vessel, Hashem pours, Kaddish Baruch Hu pours his food and parnasa and brachas and all that stuff into that vessel. Kind of like picture in a visual. I make a bowl and someone fills up the bowl. You know, here's a cute one. Um, you're in a, I don't know, you're in a public place, maybe you're in a dorm or something, and um, you, there's a whole pile of cups, or maybe there isn't, there aren't, a, there isn't a pile of cups, and maybe you're in a shoal, and you take a cup from the pile, and you put it down for a second, and then you get busy in conversation, and oh, huh. You come back, someone filled up your cup with coffee, and they drank it. And to that I'll say, L'chaim Baruch So, you have a cup. Somebody's going to fill it. Hashem, you make a cup, Hashem is going to fill it with the bracha. Hmm. I need parnasa. He says, get me a cup, a vessel, make a vessel. I'll fill it up. Meaning, a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants that your food, your mazan of a person, should come b'kleateva, with the vessels of nature. He wants to give you these brachas through the means and the vessels of nature. The darcheateva. And, and teva, nature, is who yisbrach kavu v'tivu ba'elam. Teva is nature is that Hashem sinks himself in the world and kind of puts himself deep in the world and sinks himself into it. And you don't really see when you sink. Um, okay, here's another good visual. Take a big, let's say honey. Okay, <coughs> you have tea. Take a nice big teaspoon of heavy brown honey and you pour it, you just let it drip, turn it on its side and let it drip down into the tea. Or you just hold it over and then you say, hey, where's my honey? Oh, it sank into 
the cup of tea. So where is it? Yeah, it's 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 inside. No, but I don't see it. Well, yeah, it left the spoon, and now it's sunk into the tea. So you're not going to now the tea will be different. <coughs> it will taste sweet, but you're not going to see it. So Hashem sinks himself into nature, and he calls it Teva, and then you don't see him. And therefore, Hashem said, okay, so this is what I'm telling you to do. Make Kalim in nature for your Parnassah. So, but the guf, guf mezayna shal adam hurak derchot Hashem. But the real body of your mazan, your food, your sustenance, is the brach of Hashem. Hashem says, make a vessel, but the vessel isn't what's going to give you the bracha. The vessel isn't even going to, what's going to give you, let's say you want an income. The vessel that you make, your website, isn't going to bring you your income. The bracha of Hashem will. But you have to do a website. And so, Mikhev and Shekane, so don't think, don't give that much importance to your business in itself or your website, because that's not what is going to get you your parnasa. Because shakol ikra your website, you're turning the doorknob, you're knocking on the door, you're going to work, is simply the place where the birchas Hashem will rest. What it'll rest in. And the ikrish godless of a person has to be lahachshir ulasas as atzma roila berchos Hashem. Make what? So what are you here to do? Make yourself fit for the bracha of Hashem. Make your life a vessel for Hashem. So now let's go just a, a little bit deeper in this. If berchos Hashem hitasher. Is not only because, is that because the mazan of a person, when you have your sustenance and your parnasa, it comes through, as we said, your website, you're going on Yelp, you're doing all that. But really it depends only on Hashem, who, can, who runs the world. But there's one clincher, and that's the ikr. We actually aren't under the laws of nature. Well, that's funny. We're not under the laws of nature. But we have to make vessels in nature. But the laws of nature actually don't, uh, what's the word? They don't make things happen in our life. Not if you're Jewish. As it says in several places, where do we receive our chayas from? From Shem Havaya, higher than nature. He's the one who's Mashiach and Manhig, all in Yanavi Yisrael of the Yid, Bashkachim Yuchedes, and Bahaganisis. He's the one who may, runs the whole thing, the whole show, with particular exact Hashkacha. So, Hashem doesn't have one, one general frequency or one system. He has infinite frequencies. One he has for me. And another one he has for you. And probably, 
I'm just guessing, for me or you. He probably has multiple ones that he uses at different times. I don't know. You know, some people say, well, I just don't have good mazel. That's sort of implying that I got a bad frequency and I can never change it. Probably not true. Probably Hashem is using all kinds of different frequencies. Again, I'm just hypothesizing this. All kinds of different frequencies all the time for me and for you. And he does it also in a way of hanhaganesis, a miraculous way. Well, that's interesting. The way he can, runs your life and my life is actually, if it's not according to the laws of nature, we just said it. If you are Jewish, you're, Hashem is not running your, your life according to the laws of nature. Well, then why is he asking me to keep the laws of nature? Well, nobody said it was a, it's a one-way street. Nobody said it was a fair system. I mean, this is fair to, this is unfair to our advantage. Hashem says, I will tell you to use the laws of nature. But I'm not going to use them for you. Oh, thanks. So what are you going to use, Hashem, for me? Miracles. Who are you doing that for, Jewish people? What do I have to do to qualify? Be Jewish. And then what happens? I run your life through miracles. Well, why can't you run it through nature? Hashem, you're telling me to follow the laws of nature. I know, but that's for other reasons. But I am going to run your life through miracles. And it's going to be very exact and very specific miracles that are unique to that moment and that place and you at that second and that interaction, that interplay, the sweet spot, as they say, of you here, now, there, at that time. Boom. And Hashem says, miraculous frequency number 8,285 for Yen that's it. So according to this, so if you want to receive the brach of Hashem, if you want to receive this brach of Hashem, and it seems like, wow, I'm getting miracles, you need to do stuff. So Hashem is saying, I'm going to do miracles with you. Okay, what do I do? Do something. Why? Why should I do something? <coughs> I'm the only one who's using the laws of nature. Hashem says, "Shuhu rak mishum sharata kadosh baruch shan haga nisis hazu tavar ayideyateva." Hashem says, "This is the way I'm going to do it with you. I'm going to conduct your life with miracles as they permeate the laws of nature." Interesting. Okay. Vilachem, and therefore hilbish nisim elu b'lavoshayateva. So Hashem, because he's conducting your life with miracles, he enclosed these miracles with the Lubushim of nature. And what does that look like? You've got to do things in in uh, in the laws of nature. I wanted tea. I needed a tea bag. And I needed a cup. And so you have to do Bechol Hashem. Hashem is going to enclose these miracles Maybe this is throat cover tea or something like that. Meaning, if you don't, if you're, if, if you sort of have a cold, this is the right tea to drink. What is it? 
Earth laughs and flowers. No, I thought it was echinacea tea, something like that. Okay. Is it going to make me better? Of course not. So what's going to make me better? The bracha of Hashem. So why should I drink it? Because Hashem said drink it. He's going to put his bracha through this. But when I do it, so when I drink the tea, it's only an external lavush, like a jacket. An outside jacket, overcoat, legamre, completely, lashpa de la Hashem is sending down his influence from above. And the influence from above, the brach of Hashem, comes wrapped up. What's it wrapped it up? What's it wrapped up in? A coat. A lavush. A, a, a jacket. Hashem, please send me brachas. Okay, so here, catch the jacket. So to speak. A coat. A lavush. The, and so, the, when I, when I do what I need to do in nature, it creates Oh, I see. So the bracha is coming down from Hashem. But otherwise, I'm trying to wonder what it would be like if we didn't have the bracha enclosed in something. Um, let's think of an example. Okay, this is a really, this is a really ridiculous example. So, you know, I'm not trying to trivialize the concept, but... Someone lives on the 10th floor in the building, and um, his friend is downstairs, or his brother goes downstairs to play on the ground floor. Well, okay, he must live on the, let's say he lives on the third floor. So his brother comes out on the porch and says, you want some jelly beans? Yeah, I do. So what does he do? He wants to send his brother a bunch of jelly beans. He said, oh, we just got them in the house. Or, or you know, mommy just made some chocolate chip cookies. Do you want some? Yeah, I really do. So what should he do? Throw down cookies from the third floor? It'll be matzo meal cookies. So what should he do? <coughs> he puts them in a bag. Ties the bag. And says, stand in a particular place. And he throws the bag down. Much more chance of it surviving if it's in a bag. Because otherwise, the cookies are going to go all over the place. So you need them in a bag. You need them in a little bush. So I need a bracha for anything, for parnasa. So Hashem says, get me a bag and I'll send it down. I'll throw it down. And he puts it, so to speak. So how do you get you a bag? Where do I find a bag, Hashem? He said, I'll send you down your bracha. Well, where do I find a bag? He said, do something in the law, in nature. Do the thing in the laws of nature that I tell you to do. And that will be the bag. The coat. The thing that you wrap it in. That it gets, that the bracha gets wrapped in. So the bag is created. The bag for the bracha. And again, we're saying the bracha comes down, the, the, the cookies will come down more safely and get to their destination if they're in a bag. Can't just throw down a bunch of cookies. Some will, some will get there, some won't. They need to be in a bag. 
In fact, imagine if you put them in a, a box. <coughs> Three cookies, a giant box. He's most likely going to be able to catch this box. It's not very heavy. Three cookies in a giant box. So you say, Hashem, send me down a bracha. He says, okay, give me a box. How do I give you a box? Make me a box. How do I make you a box? Do something in nature. The lavush, create a lavush chitzayni, and I will send you down the bracha. Now, where is this box coming from? Where is this lavush chitzayni coming from? Its source is from Shem Havaya, higher than nature. That's interesting. The box for the bracha comes from a place higher than nature. I'm making a box for the bracha, so to speak, in nature. But the box that I'm making, this vessel, um, it comes from higher than nature. And then we'll draw it all together here. And so you're able to think about your business without feeling properly. Oh, so I'm sorry. If you are involved in your business or your website or your getting in the house or anything without thinking properly that this is from Hashem. I, oh, I thought, I thought I got all this business because I have a really good website. I studied all the stuff, etc. etc. Uh, et I thought I got better because I know which teas to buy when I have a sore throat. And I was ready with the tea in my house for the moment that I would have a sore throat. And when I did, here it is. I thought it was me. It turns out, if I don't really properly realize it wasn't me, it wasn't my website, it wasn't how smart I am, it wasn't, oh, amazing, I just went to the, I went to the, the Whole Foods store just at the right time, and they had it right in the front of so It wasn't any of that. It was the Brach of Hashem that gave me that wealth, either monetary wealth or wealth of comfort. Like, ah, this tea is amazing. My throat feels so good now. That's from the Brach of Hashem. So why did I have to buy the tea? As he said. So when I pay more attention to the the stuff I have to do, the website, going to the store and buying tea and all of that, rather than paying attention to the bracha of Hashem, then what is that like? So imagine, this is a famous example. A person is very involved in sewing pockets. He has garments, he has clothes, and he sews a lot of pockets, and he puts money in them. A lot of pockets. So, wow, that's quite a suit you've got there. Got about, let's see, turn around. Well, they're, you know, remember the, when they had like the pockets, the, the kids closed the pockets on the knees and the pockets in the back and the pockets, you know, maybe they still have them. So imagine the fellow is wearing a suit, he is like, the back of the jacket is like six pockets, the front of the jacket is eight pockets, and then all the way down the you know, etc. Pockets, pockets, pockets. But yeah, I went to uh 
I went to the tailor and I got him to sew as many pockets as possible. He said, interesting. Why did you uh, sew all these pockets? I said, oh, yeah. Um, I want to make a lot of money, so I'm going to need a lot of pockets for my money. You know, I'm going to make a lot of money, so you just need a lot of pockets to put it in. Hmm. Did you, um, did you go to work? Uh, no. Oh, did you do any job? Uh, no. Did you do anything to earn this money? Uh, no. Hmm. Right. So where's the money going to come from? You've got a lot of pockets, but there's no money. Oh, right. I forgot about that. So it's interesting (coughs) that here, this concept is talking about if you sew a lot of pockets on your suit because you want to fill them up with money and you forget, oh, right, I needed to make money. I have pockets, but I never thought of putting anything in them. So the same thing, that is an example of, it's kind of like when, now it's the opposite. When we we do all these things in nature, I do my website, I turn the doorknob, I go to the health food store, I buy the tea, I do all this stuff. But I don't actually turn to Hashem and say, Hashem, you're the one who makes it happen. Please make it happen. I'm like the guy who sews all the pockets. but never did anything have anything to put in the pockets no money okay so to finish off um, even though we're we're finishing off with the idea that you need to make a vessel in nature but we need to be aware and it's in a different sicha that as we start to move into geula um, there are times when in situations where Hashem himself will make the vessel but we need to connect very deeply to him so uh, they're both ways, and that's in Parshas Balak. But one other thing we want to say is about the laws of nature. We said it in the other recording. The laws of nature, uh, you know, not, uh, not, not, not working so well anymore. And so we understand, according to this last paragraph that we said, imagine that you built, you, you have a suit made and it's got pockets everywhere. And and you forgot, oh, right, it's pockets for the money or for something. Oh, and I forgot to go and get the stuff that you have to be in the put in the pockets. It's even like, you know, you these days you go to the, right, you can no longer get bags in the, in the supermarket. So you come with, you're so proud of yourself, you have a whole stack of these kind of um, nice bags, you know, and you pull them out and you have about six of them. You meet a friend in the store, and you show her your bags. I'm equipped. I don't have to beg them for bags. And then in the end, your friend walks out, and you walk out with her. Says you want a ride. You get a ride, and then you realize, oh, I brought all the bags, but I forgot to put stuff in them. Oh. So that is like the idea here of, you know, you make, you make, you got all the vessels, but you know, you've got to put the bracha of Hashem in. So it looks like <laughs> the fact that the laws of nature work so poorly for us these days is probably because Hashem says, could we please have a relationship? Could you please be close to me, says Hashem? Could you please disconnect yourself 
from the, you know, making the vessels in nature kind of thing. Would you please focus on the relationship? And normally we might say, well, look, Hashem, it's really nice that you want to have a relationship with us. But we kind of feel uh, distracted with nature. It's very interesting. So it looks like at this point in Hashem is looking at the whole world and, and saying, you know that interesting, distracting world that you favored in, in, in instead of me? And we say, yeah. So Hashem says, look again. How does it look? Is it, oh, uh, like rotten cheese. Says, yeah. Would you be interested in a relationship with me now? We say, yeah. So it looks like Hashem is kind of taking the juice out of the laws of nature so that we can turn to the one and only instead of instead of that you know those laws the lavush in nature the brach of Hashem is what is impressing us the most it makes us realize that's the only real thing that's reality we say Hashem bring us to the reality of the excuse me the gula mitis immediately now.